you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. second praise in the house right now let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord come on you ought to praise him with a shout you ought to praise him with a shout you ought to praise him with your hands you ought to praise him with your feet praise him on the high cymbal praise him on the string let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord wonder if anybody showed up tonight uh, with a shout in your spirit uh, and for the next 10 seconds uh, you just cut it wide open in this room right now there's the spirit of the Lord uh, that's in the building right now uh, and is waiting on you to engage uh, what's happening in this place I wonder who brought a dance in the room tonight. I wonder who brought a run in the room tonight. I wonder who brought a shout in the room tonight. We ought to not go another step until the spirit of praise begins to erupt from the depth of our soul. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. The miracle working power of the Holy Ghost is in this room right now. The angels of the Lord are standing at attention. Uh, will you reach out and grab a hold of it? Uh, don't let the Spirit pass you by. proclaim to you tonight that it's time to do something big. It's time to do something big. And you ought to not wait another Sunday. 
You ought to not wait another hour. You ought to not wait to the next revival. You ought to not wait on anybody else. But right now is the time to do something big. I want you to lift your hands and open your heart to the Spirit of the Lord. Jesus, we press forward tonight, Lord, because you've got a word to deliver to the Spirit of your people. We come in the expectation of the Holy Ghost that you've got something that only you can do. Open our hearts now to receive the word of the Lord. And someone shout in Jesus' name. You can be seated. Why don't you put your hands together in a shout of praise one more time. Come on, you ought to lift up your voice with that hand clap and just let the Lord know that he's worthy. In the book of Esther, the second chapter, in the first verse, it says, After these things, when the wrath of the king was appeased, he remembered the queen and what she had done and what was decreed against her. You must understand as we're going into the story that he was angry at the queen and sought to replace her. Then said the king's servants unto him that what we should do is bring to you all of the single girls, if you will, and I could paraphrase you ought to appoint officers in provinces of the kingdom that they may gather them together unto you. And let the one that is brought to you which does please you be the new queen. And the thing that they brought to him he did. The word of the Lord would have you to hear tonight that one certain Jew... Um, Mordecai was present and he brought unto the king Esther his uncle's daughter for she had neither father nor mother and the maid was fair and beautiful and when this happened to her he took her for his own daughter she was of, of the people of the Jews seemingly out of place in the context of the decree that the king had brought he did not ask for them to bring a Jew unto him but the Bible said that as she was brought unto him that it made him happy and she obtained the kindness of him for she showed not her people nor her kindred for her uncle had said unto her that she should not tell the king who she is so she was taken unto the king's house, and the word of the Lord would say that the king fell for her. She obtained the grace and the favor in his sight, and he made her his queen. While Esther had not yet showed who she is, and because her uncle told her not to, if you would understand that Esther was undercover, placed by 
God at a specific time for a specific purpose, gaining favor above all others. Because when God has a purpose, he will prepare how the purpose will come to pass. It does not matter who you are. It makes no difference where you have came from. When the Lord gets ready to show up, he'll use anybody that he desires. I've come to tell you that the positioning of the kingdom is happening as we speak. God is setting you up to be used in the kingdom. God is setting you up to be used by the Holy Ghost. The word of the Lord said after he did this, that this king promoted Haman and advanced him. He set his seat above all of the other princes. And the servants of the kings as Haman would come by would bow unto him. For the king had commanded them to do so. But the uncle of Esther, as the king came, or as Haman came, would not bow. I've come to tell you tonight that the church is at an hour where you've got to decide what you're willing to bow to. The desire of the enemy is to get you to bow to every initiative of hell to try to keep you where you are. But there's a spirit of the ages that's rising as the church is declaring we won't bow to the initiatives of the kingdom of hell. We won't bow to the vices. We won't bow to society. This is who we are. Somebody shout, I'm not bowing. When Haman saw that he would not bow, he was angry because hell is all right with a people who are passively Pentecostal. I didn't come to be a passive Pentecostal tonight. It's not until you do something big that the kingdom of hell gets angry, but your attack is the confirmation that you're doing something right. I want you to understand tonight that it's he began to think these things that the desire of Haman was to kill Esther's uncle and the Bible said that he sought to destroy not only him but all of the Jews in the kingdom you need to recognize that the desire of the enemy is to take out your family the devil wants to destroy your children the devil wants to destroy your home uh, the desire of the enemy uh, is not just to stop you, uh, but to stop what is following you. Uh, because the devil is petrified uh, of a people that aren't willing to bow uh, to the vices of this world. You hear me? This church is a threat to hell. You are a threat to hell. This youth group is a threat to hell. We're moving forward. We're not moving backwards. Haman said unto the king, 
there's a certain people scattered abroad, dispersed amongst the people in the provinces of thy kingdom, and their laws aren't the same as yours. They don't keep your laws, king, and it's not for the king's prophet to suffer them. The devil wants the church to play by the rules that he has set before you, but the church is marching to the beat of a different drum. We might be in the world, but we're not of the world. This is not our final destination, but we're pilgrims just passing through. I've come to tell you tonight that you ought to not be like the world and talk like the world and dress like the world. Help me, somebody. You ought to not do what they, you're marching to the beat of a new drum. You must understand, he speaks to the king and says, if it pleases you, let it be written that they may be destroyed. I'll pay 10,000 talents of silver to every person willing to kill them. And the Bible would say that the king took the ring from his finger and placed it upon Haman. The ring held the seal of the king. He said, here is my authority. And the king said unto Haman, the silver is given thee, the people also, to do with them as it seemeth good to thee. But I'm going to tell you what stands out, that the enemy can only operate under a borrowed authority because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I've come to remind you tonight that the devil has no authority over your future. The devil has no authority over your family. The devil has no authority over this city. I wish you believed that right now. He has no authority over the thing that God will bring to pass. And then were the king's scribes called. And there was written according to all that Haman commanded in the name of the king. Was it written and sealed with the king's ring, written in every language, signed with borrow authority, placed in every town and province, placed in the restaurants, in the church houses, on the neighbor's doors for everybody to see that he would destroy all the Jews, the young and the old. It made no difference to him if you were a Jew, you were done. But the word of the Lord said that Esther's uncle heard what happened, perceiving all that was done. He rent his clothes and put on the sackcloth and the ashes and went out into the midst of the city and cried. And every Everyone in the province uh, who heard the king's commandment, uh, they begin to cry and to pray. Uh, when you don't know what to do, it's time to pray. Uh, when you don't know where to go, uh, it's time to pray uh, because prayer will open the door uh, for a supernatural visitation uh, to step on sight of your miracle. Uh, you must understand uh, that as they begin to pray, uh, that Esther heard of what was happening in uh, the Queen was exceedingly grieved, but her uncle came to her and had a word from the Lord, for he commanded to answer Esther, think not with thyself that you will escape in the king's house more than all of the Jews. He said, Esther, I want you to recognize the severity of the situation because he's coming after everybody. He's coming after your children. He's coming after your home. 
home. He's coming after your spouse. He's coming after your youth group. He's coming after your pastor. And But this is what he said. But if thou will hold your peace at this time, then shall there be an enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from one another place. But thou in thy father's house will be destroyed. And he says something that's so incredible. Who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther, this could be your hour. Esther, this could be your day. Esther, this could be your time. What if God about to fulfill his plan I've come to proclaim to you tonight this is not the moment to quit this is not the moment to give up this is not the moment to hang your head but this is the moment to do something big then Esther bade them to return Mordecai this answer for every call there must be an answer Something began turning in her spirit as she heard the words of the Lord speaking through her uncle. As she said, I hear the call, and I'm about to answer the call that's set before me. I want you to hear me, Christian Life Church. There's a call set before you tonight, and heaven is waiting on you to do something big. I'm coming to tell you right now, you're not waiting on anything, but God is waiting on us to answer the call that he is drawing us into. Your pastor prophesied it this morning. This is a new season. This is a new hour. This is a new day. This is a new harvest. This is a new revival. You must understand. She begins to answer. And this is what she said. Go gather all of the Jews that are present. Fast with me. Neither eat nor drink. Three days, night and day. My maidens will fast. And I will go unto the king. I'm talking about a person desperate enough to do what she needed to. Just to get an audience with the king. Because an audience with the king was not permitted her. But she knew that if she would begin to to pray and she would begin to fast that there was a door that would open that the devil could not keep shut I'm coming to tell you tonight that God is knocking on the door and he's asking you what are you willing to do to see this thing break out I've got a question who's willing to pray who's willing to worship who's willing to fast who's willing to give that's the answer that's set before you. But I prophesy to you, knock and it shall be opened. There's a knock at the door tonight and somebody's about to step through into the fulfillment of the plan of God. It's time to do something big. It's time to do something radical. It's time to do something crazy. It's time to make the enemy think you lost your mind. You hear me? She said this. And if I perish, 
then I perish because there's some things that are willing to give up everything for. There's some things that are willing to even give up your life. I echo the words of history. Give me liberty or give me death. I've come to proclaim to you tonight that there's some things that are worth going all in. How will they hear without a preacher? How will the yoke break without a church willing to pray, willing to pay the price of revival? But I ask you tonight, uh, is there anybody uh, willing to pay the price of revival? I take a moment to pause right now. Is there anybody that's not sufficed with status quo service? Is there anybody that's not sufficed with a revival that comes one time a year? Is there anybody that's not sufficed with 19,000 people dying and going to hell? Is I feel the beckoning of the Spirit. What are you willing to do to see this thing happen? This is our moment. It's time to do something big. A spiritual answer will bring a spiritual response. The enemies tried to push me in the natural, but we're about to push back in the spiritual. I'm coming to to tell you right now, uh, this is the moment uh, to release a spirit of prayer, uh, fasting, and prophetic praise uh, over every circumstance that's brought against you. Uh, young people, this is not the moment uh, to occupy your pew uh, and be okay with the way you've always been. Uh, but this is the moment uh, I charge you in the Holy Ghost. Uh, go and take your school. Uh, go and take your neighborhood. Christian Life Church, I charge you in the Holy Ghost tonight to beckon under the call of the Lord to do something that's more radical than you've ever done before. I beckon you tonight, church, to not be okay with just an ordinary Sunday night. I urge you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, don't be sufficed with just hearing some good songs and listening to a pretty sermon. But I ask you tonight, is there anybody that's desiring to see an apostolic move of the Holy Ghost for I tell you that if that is your desire, uh, that nothing shall separate you. For three days they fasted. No food, no drink. If you're desperate enough, you'll be willing to go all out for the miracle that you need. You hear me? It doesn't have to be an awakening service. It doesn't have to be an evangelist that comes through and pushes you. It doesn't have to be a prophet of the Lord. But there ought to be something turning in your spirit to say, I hear the call and I'm about to answer. I feel the drawing and I'm about to go. I'm coming tonight to tell you that the church is about to move and I'm inviting you to get on board. I've never felt it more than I feel it right now, Pastor. We're going to look back in five years and this place will be unrecognizable. It's time to dream. It's time to speak. It's time to cast your vision. It's time to cast the net on the other side. There's a revival that's here. 
Here's what happened when she went all out. The king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court, and she obtained favor in his sight. I prophesy to you that divine favor is coming to this church. It's going to come in your neighborhood. It's going to come in the city of Frankfurt. It's going to come in the county. It's going to come in the state. You understand that there's divine favor. The release of the supernatural is hovering right above us. Then the king said unto her, What wilt thou, Queen Esther? What is thy request? It shall be given thee half of the kingdom. I want to tell you tonight that God's not afraid to use the resources of the enemy to advance his work. You hear me right now? We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are not below the enemy, but you have been put in rule over the enemy. I want you to understand right now, we are not a broke people. We are a blessed people. We are not a weird people, but we're peculiar because we believe just enough that if the book said it's going to happen, this is the moment for the church to stand on the promises of every prophecy that's come to pass. Stand to your feet if you've ever, not everybody, hang on a second. If you've ever been given a prophecy that your family would be saved that is lost, I want you to stand to your feet or lift your hand. If you've ever been, you just stay standing right now. If you've ever been given a prophecy that there's about to be a situational change in your life, I want you to stand to your feet right now that right now by the authority of the word of God, as your hands are lifted to the Lord, I come against every doubt of the enemy. I come against every hindrance of the kingdom of hell. May your miracle come to pass, and may it happen right now. I'm just crazy enough to believe right now that if you lift up your voice and begin to claim your promise, that there's a delivery coming to your home. I wish you'd pray like you were desperate to see it happen. What if you were one prayer from seeing the fulfillment? What if you were one prayer from seeing it come to pass? Esther answered and said, If it seemed good unto the king, let the king and Haman come this day to the banquet that I've prepared for him. And the king said, Cause Haman to make haste, that he'll do what Esther has said. The authority of God is being given to the church in this hour to speak and to see it come to pass. I tell you that your prayers are not echoing off of the walls and coming back. I tell you that your prayers are reaching the throne room of heaven. You are operating in an authority that's greater than your own. So the king and Haman came to the banquet with Esther. God will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Your cup will run over in provision in the face of your adversity. Your enemy is about to see the blessings of God poured out upon the church. And there's nothing he can do about it. There's nothing that the devil can do to keep you from seeing the fulfillment of your promise. 
The king said unto Esther, what's thy petition, queen? And it shall be granted to you. What's your request? It shall be performed to the half of the kingdom. There is an audience that is taking place tonight. As I prayed, the Lord put this word on me an hour and a half ago. And as I prayed, the Lord said, I will show up to Christian Life Church tonight. You will have my presence in your service. You tell my people that whatever they will ask tonight, that in my name that it shall be done. The authority of the King of Kings is in the room right now. You have the authority of an almighty God to see your miracle come to pass. He said, what's thy request? You know what he said? Open your mouth and speak the word. I dare somebody in this room right now to begin to open your mouth and speak the word out. That's why the word of the Lord said, ask and it shall be given. But a closed mouth won't be fed. You've got to open your mouth to see it come to pass. Then Esther the queen answered and said, If I found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it please you, let my life be given at my petition and my people at my request. Because Esther understood this, that if it costs me everything, revival is worth it. If it costs me everything I have, you can take my life, but I want to see revival. It's the same prayer that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. I'm telling you right now. There's a hunger and a desperation that's about to fill this church where you're about to be willing to do whatever it takes to see the harvest come to pass. This is the moment to push past... This is the moment uh, to push past opinion, uh, to push past frustration, uh, to push past problems, uh, to push past government and society. This is the moment to push past it because there's a divine moment right now uh, where if you would be able to push past it and recognize, uh, Lord, whatever it costs me, uh, I'm about to pay the price to see my family saved. Uh, I'm about to pay my is there anybody, is there one Esther in the room tonight that said whatever it takes? Brother Dylan, whatever it takes. Sister Kayla, whatever it takes. I want both of you to come and join hands right now. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. This is not planned out right now. But the Lord began to speak to me last night about you, and you're my brother, and this has nothing to do with anything that we've talked about. But the Lord began to speak to me two nights ago uh, that while you're being willing to pay the price, uh, that the price that you're paying today uh, is the price of what he will do with you in the future. There is nobody and nothing, not finances, not difficulty, nothing that will stand in the way from you fulfilling the call of God uh, that is going to come to pass right now. I want both of you to lift your hands and church, stretch your hands forward right now. Rosanna Mahasata. He has set before you an open door uh, that no man can shut. Uh, you are in the will of God right now. Uh, and I bind every voice of the enemy uh, that would try to frustrate and distract. Uh, step into your promise tonight. Brother Duggar, I know you can't step forward tonight, but I want to tell you 
that in recent times that your family has paid prices that you did not understand why. But the Lord is saying that if your family will respond to what is happening right now, that there is a revival in your family. Your lost loved ones are coming. I want you just to lift your hands as you can. Church, I want you to speak it out right now. Let a revival in your family come to pass right now. Brother Duggar, the story is not over with your children. The story is not over with your children. But this is the beginning of the greatest miracle that your family's ever seen. Someone thank the Lord for what he's doing right now. She began to tell the king, for we're sold I and my people to be destroyed and slain and to perish. But if we'd been sold for bondmen and bondwomen, and I held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. And when the king answered, he said unto Esther the queen, Who is he? And where is he? There's a king that's in the room right now that's asking you the question. If you will call out the problem tonight, he said, I want you to speak who, where, and what you need me to do. And this is what the Bible said. Then Esther said, The adversary and the enemy is the wicked Haman. This is the moment that the church is to call it out for what it is. The devil is afraid of a church who's not afraid to speak the truth. Because when we speak, things begin to happen. That's what the word of the Lord said. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he prepared for Mordecai because God will take what the enemy meant for evil and he will turn it in your favor. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm coming to tell you that the weapon that the enemy has brought against you is about to be turned to wreak havoc on the gates of hell. My God, have mercy. Every person in the room that's been through your season of trouble, the weapon is in your hand. Now what are you going to do with it? Brother Coffinberry, your family will be saved. I'm just crazy enough to believe it right now. Your family will be saved. Then the word of the Lord said that the king took off his ring that he took from Haman. He gave it to him. Mordecai, because the tool that was in the enemy's hand is now in the hand of the church. Where Esther yet spake before the king, fell down at his feet and sought him for the mischief that Haman tried to cause, for he devised against the Jews. And this is what she said. If it be pleasing, let it be written to reverse everything that Haman has done. Turn the weapons back on the enemy. Reverse the attacks. I've come to to tell you tonight uh, that the church is not on the defense uh, but the church is on the offense uh, quit worrying uh, and start fighting uh, get off of the sidelines uh, and get into the game uh, quit fretting uh, and start praying there's a spirit of worship uh, that God's been trying to get to sweep in this house right now uh, somebody respond to the beckoning of the spirit right now
For the king said unto Esther and Mordecai, I've given you the house of Haman, and they have hanged him upon the gallows because he he laid his hands on the Jews. I've come to proclaim to you tonight that the devil will not get by with what he did to your family. The devil will not get by with the attack on your marriage. The devil will not get by with the hell that he caused in your home. But when the devil gets hands on, the Lord gets hands on. God is giving the church Satan's territory. That's why he said, I'm giving you Haman's house. I've come tonight to tell you that every place that the devil inhabited, the Lord has spoken that it is under the church. And he's waiting on somebody to press forward and inhabit what used to belong to the enemy. He said, write also for the Jews as it liketh you in the king's name. Seal it with the king's ring. The king has given you an authority and nobody can stop it. The king has given you a seal and nobody can break it. The king has given you a moment and the devil cannot deter it. For the word of the Lord said that they called the scribes, they wrote it in the king's name and they sealed it with his seal. This is the time to make your declaration in the Holy Ghost and put the seal of the kingdom of heaven. This is your moment to do something big. This is your moment to stand up. This is your moment to speak up. My God, have mercy. That's why the word of the Lord said in every province and city, whatsoever the king's commandment and his decree came, that the Jews begin to rejoice and feast, and many people in the land became Jews, and the fear of the Jews fell upon the people. The reputation of the church will precede us into battle. You are more than a conqueror. You are a danger to hell. You are a threat to the enemy. That's why the word said that people would hear and become afraid. I want you to understand this. The devil is afraid of an active church, so we ought to give him something to be afraid of. God honors a people that are willing to do something big. These are six promises of the Lord that happens when a people are willing to go big. The Jews gathered themselves together in their cities. No man could withstand them, and the fear of the people fell upon them. Your first promise is the promise of expanded territory and provision. Things that you have asked God for will come to pass tonight. Provision that you have prayed for is about to be under your family. All you've got to do is just receive it right now. Your second promise is that the enemy will not withstand the assault that the church is putting upon him. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through Christ to the pulling down of strongholds. For the Lord has said, quit trying to fight spiritual battles with carnal solutions. This is the moment for you to dig in and pray like you've never prayed. This is the moment for you to dig in and fast like you've never fasted. Brother Nate, God's got an anointing on you. I want you to stand up right now. God has an anointing on you, and you've been afraid that the price tag is too big. But I want you to know that the fulfillment of the promise of God is on your life. 
There is nobody and nothing that will stop what God is about to do. Lift up your hands right now, Nate. By the authority of the word of God, I come against every spirit of fear that would try to stop you from doing. There's the fulfillment of God on your life. The reputation of the church is about to strike fear into the gates of hell. Thus the Jews smote all of their enemies. This is verse 5. The next promise for you is that your enemy is delivered into your hand and you shall win. I've come tonight to tell you that the church is fighting a zero-sum game. All you've got to do is show up and the battle is already won. All you've got to do is press in and the battle's already won. All you've got to do is pay the price and the battle's already won. Is there anybody willing to show up? Verse 12, and the king said unto Esther, what is thy petition? It shall be granted thee what request further, and it shall be done. Esther said this, if it pleases the king, let Haman's ten sons be hanged on the gallows. And the king commanded it to be done. And his ten sons were hanged. The next promise for the church is the future of the plot of the enemy is over. And his lineage shall be wiped out. This church is about to move forward into the greatest season of revival that we've ever been in. They will write books and songs about what God's about to do in this region. I want you to stand to your feet right now. But when Esther came before the king, he commanded by letters that his wicked device, which he devised against the Jews, will not would return upon the head of Haman. The Lord spoke to me a word sitting in the office that what the enemy has tried to do against this church is about to be turned back upon him. There's a transition moment right now that's about to take place in this service uh, where you will look back on this moment and recognize uh, that this was the moment that everything shifted in your favor. Lift your hands now. Sister Desa, come forward. Brother Gary Irons, come forward. Sister Shauna, if you're here, come forward. If not, Brother Sam, I want you to come forward. I want you to line up right here in front of the steps. Sister Shauna, are you here tonight? If not, could you help me, Brother Sam? Is that okay? Thank you. Dad, I want you to come stand in proxy for mom. She's not here tonight. Let's be sensitive to the Lord right now. I want you to lift up your hands all over the room. standing before you tonight a representation of the season that the church has been in for two years you got a representation of things that we've prayed for some of which have come to pass we're thankful for everything that God has done and I'm watching what's happening right now as God is bringing the completion of miracles to come to pass and so standing before you tonight is a representation 
of the things that the enemy has tried to use to stop the church. Does anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? You're only leaving me by myself tonight. So it's a representation of the season. Sister Day said the season's over. Brother Gary, the season's over. Brother Sam, the season. Lift up your hands, Brother Sam. There's encouragement coming on you right now. Brother Jordan, the season's over. The season's over. This would be a good moment to get out of your seats right now. This would be a good moment to come forward. I want you to come forward with your hands lifted right now. Come on, I want us to fill this altar from the left to the right. I want every hand lifted high to heaven right now. If you feel the need to go pray, you can do that. You don't have to stay up here. I want the hands of the church lifted all across the house right now. We're about to speak a word of faith. I want you to lift up your voice with a shout of praise all over this building. And I want us to begin to enter into the new season of revival by the authority of the word of God, by the power that's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is our moment to do something bigger than we've ever done. I come against the gates of hell right now. I speak the changing of seasons. I speak the fruition a promise. I speak that the storehouses of heaven are open. Be it unto you right now. In Jesus' name. Somebody lift up your voice right now and begin to pray a prayer. Maybe you don't know what else to do. Let the Spirit make intercession. This is the changing of seasons. Everybody that's got a need ought to lift your hands up right now and begin to speak it right now. This is the time to do something big. This is your moment. This is your hour. This is your service. This is your season. And the time is now. I wish you'd lay hands on a neighbor right now and begin to do something big. Begin to speak something big. Begin to go somewhere big right now. We're not staying here any longer. This is your hour. against you shall prosper. No weapon against the church. No weapon against your family. For the gates of hell will not prevail. 